Next week is a huge week for many reasons, Charlie. Next week, Ty Dillinger and Bobby Roode prove that we are the team to beat in this tournament. And secondly, Ty Dillinger takes his next big step by getting in the ring and teaming with yours truly. Uh, okay. Uh, are you okay? Shh. Can you see it? See what? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel how glorious it's gonna be when we are victorious? It's time for the 54th episode of the 20 Minute Time Limit Podcast. I'm your sports entertainment analyst, Chris Morrison. You know me from Aftermath. You can catch it on Sportsnet 360, 10 o'clock Fridays after the SmackDown Live replay. And Bobby Roode, it's nice, it rhymes. But it's still yet to be seen whether you and the Perfect Ten can coexist in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, the second annual Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. You guys go up against Sanity next week. I don't know who Sanity is. I don't think anybody's seen these guys yet on NXT. And I don't know. I got a real bad feeling listening to this promo and seeing the reaction from Ty Dillinger. And I got to wonder... If I got my hopes up a little too early, I was a little excited last week, and so was the one Matty Hayes, Big Sexy, who joins me on the Top Turnbuckle podcast. I don't know about this. I don't know about this combination. I think this is a one-and-done combination. I'm predicting it right now. I could see this being a one-and-done combination between Bobby Roode. Yes, I said it. Bobby Roode. I had to pause there for a second. Bobby Roode <laughs> and the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger. I just don't know. I don't know if this these guys are going to coexist together. I see this whole, whole friendship, this whole partnership um, being real quick and maybe even just one match. And you know what? That being said, let's get to the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I, you know, last week, as I said, I you know predicted big things. I mean, it was a, a lot of excitement. It was like being a kid, like a kid in Toys R Us, you know, and just having free reign at anything he wanted. I got Ty Dillinger and Bobby Roode tag teaming together. I didn't really even look at the brackets. The brackets were released this week, but I'm looking at them now. And you know what? There are some big time teams. In this tournament, you know, you've got the Revival, who are the NXT Tag Team Champs. you got DIY, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. You've got this Sanity team, as I mentioned. I have no idea who they are. Hideo Itami, Kota Ibushi, Austin Aries, and whoever he decides to pick as a tag team partner. The Mighty Don't Kneel, TM61. They're going up against Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. I mean, who knows, you know? Who knows what could happen? The Authors of Pain go up against the Bollywood Boys. We saw that tonight on NXT. And spoiler alert, the uh, Authors of Pain, as expected, just steamrolled the Bollywood Boys. I thought maybe the Bollywood Boys would give us a little bit of a, a better showing. But um, no, it was short work. And I, you know what? I could honestly see the Authors of Pain just cruise to the final. Them with Paul Ellering, I mean, these guys are are just a force, a force to be reckoned with. So, and No Way Jose and, and Rich Swan. I mean, I don't know. I, I love Rich Swan. I actually like the guy that he faced tonight. Uh, his name is escaping me. This is the first time I've seen him. I think it was something Clark. And this guy reminded me a lot 
of the natural Butch Reed. And uh, for those of you who do not remember or don't know who the natural Butch Reed is, uh, he faced the Macho Man Randy Savage in, uh, I believe it was the second round. Could it? No, sorry, the first round of the WWE WWF at that time championship tournament at WrestleMania 4 he was managed by Slick he had a good run in WWE in the you know mid to late 80s and uh you know what he was a, a decent decent heel always had a you know I thought a good match against anybody he was in the ring with and I, I think he's definitely worth a look on the WWE network I think he had a decent run in WCW as well believe I believe he teamed with Ron Simmons. Uh, I'd have to double check on that. My mind is is just racing with everything that's going on this week in WWE. We got No Mercy coming up this Sunday on the award-winning WWE Network. I'll have some predictions for that. But I got to talk about the big news. I mean, everybody as is anticipating Survivor Series coming to Toronto. The first pay-per-view... At the ACC, I should say. I mean, last year we got Roadblock, and that was at uh, Rico Coliseum. But no, the first pay-per-view to come back to the ACC in years. Survivor Series. And if you needed any more reason to get hyped up for just basically WWE coming to your town, Toronto has potentially the possibility of a Brock Lesnar-Bill Goldberg rematch. Now... Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar doesn't surprise me. Bill Goldberg returning to WWE doesn't surprise me because if you guys have been listening to the 20 Minute Time Limit podcast or the Top Turnbuckle podcast, I assume you guys listen to both at this point, right? Uh, if you listen to those, I mean, we, me and Johnny Gale did a sit down, the Black Triple H Johnny Gale. We did a little bit of a quick sit down with Bill Goldberg. Johnny has a, a real good interview that's been retweeted by The Score. It's been retweeted by the Fanatics View. It's It was all over the internet. WWE 2K17, WWE 2K Games even retweeted both me and Johnny and our, and our uh, chats with Bill Goldberg. So you guys should check it out. But his return to WWE and facing Brock Lesnar, not news to not news to myself, not news to really to any of us, but the fact that it's going down potentially at Survivor Series, now that's news because I think we all assume Bill Goldberg returning to the WWE spells WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. But you know what? Anybody who's questioning a return to Survivor Series for Bill Goldberg and this match happening at Survivor Series. I, for one, think if this does, in fact, go down, this is a genius move by WWE because if you have Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar have their rematch at WrestleMania, I mean, the stink of WrestleMania 20, the stench of that match that they had with Stone Cold as the special referee, it's still strong. I mean, people don't forget. There are still people that talk about that as one of the worst matches ever. So to have that cloud hanging over the rematch and these guys having to exceed expectations at a WrestleMania, I think is a bad move. I think it's a great move to have this at Survivor Series because there's no cloud over this. This, their original match didn't happen at Survivor Series. It happened at WrestleMania. Let's have this match at Survivor Series where you don't run the risk of any comparison. And comparison segues perfectly into Monday Night Raw. And 
I, I've been hard on Raw, guys. And I, you guys should know that by now, whether it's Aftermath, whether it's the Top Turnbuckle podcast or this podcast. I'm hard on Monday Night Raw. It's a long three hours to sit in front of your TV or your computer if you're streaming it. And and I, I'll be honest, 90% of Raw I can basically forget about. And I can not really even pay attention to. And you get through it. And you're able to still piece everything together because Raw stops and starts. Feuds seem to just stop and start and things don't seem to connect properly. It's one of the reasons why SmackDown is absolutely kicking Raw's ass right now. Excuse my language. But we talked about the comparison. And this week we saw Sasha Banks defeat Charlotte for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. It's the second time this year that Sasha Banks has defeated Charlotte on a televised wrestling program. And now the comparison comes in because it's Monday Night Raw. And they main evented Monday Night Raw. And you know what I will say to that? Good for them. That's awesome. That is fantastic. It's amazing. What wasn't amazing was the match in my opinion. I don't think that that match was as good as the match that they originally had in July when Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte the first time for the Women's Championship. And the reason why this bothers me so much is the fact that they even mention it. You know, they had Bailey and they had Sasha Banks talking backstage about Trish and Lita. And that's one of, if not the best women's matches of all time. One of them, at least. I mean, Bailey Sasha Banks from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 1, in my opinion, is the best women's match I've ever seen. And maybe even better than any of the male matches I've ever seen, at least in the last decade or so. But the comparison for me, when you start comparing it, it just kills it. And especially when this match just wasn't as good, in my opinion. The first match where Sasha Banks had that suicide dive where it looked like she almost crippled herself, uh, for me, still etched in my mind. And and that's the, the original match. That, unfortunately, had to go up against Balor and Reigns to determine a number one contender for the Universal title. So, you know, couldn't really main event Raw. Probably still could have. But, I mean, you know, the whole universal title thing, that's, you know, that's too big. So, I'm tired of crapping on Raw. I'm going to try not to, to crap on it anymore for the rest of this podcast, at least for this week. Um, but one of the questions I've been getting a lot on Twitter, at 20 min time limit, if you guys want to ask me a question, want my opinion on something, you just want to follow me because you think I'm funny or you think I'm good looking or something like that. Or you just, you know what, you just flat out like my opinions on wrestling. How, how about that? Um, no, a lot of things I've, I've been getting asked this week, though, is the cruiserweights, the cruiserweight division, and the WWE feeling the need to uh, change the ropes uh, when these guys are in the ring. From uh, They go from white, I believe it is, or red, whatever raw is right now, to purple. Um, you know what? Honestly, I'm okay with it. It's fine. As long as it doesn't make raw any longer, as long as we're not pushing maybe three hours and 30 minutes for Raw, hey, I'm all right. I'm all right with it. You know what? These guys are different, uh, and I get what WWE is trying to do is they're trying to create that class, that division. See, my opinion, and the one thing I think that's maybe going to hold the cruiserweights back is the fact that a lot of guys right now in WWE look similar. You know, like there aren't really those heavyweights like and I talked about this on the Top Turnbuckle podcast this week with Johnny Gale. You know, you used to have The Undertaker, Kane, Mankind, The Rock, 
Big Show, Triple H, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the list goes on. And these guys were heavyweights. And there was a stark contrast between them and Takamichi Nuku or Brian Christopher. And and right now, there just isn't that stark contrast, in my opinion. Yeah, there's, there are a few guys, obviously, Braun Strowman, Big Cass, Roman Reigns, Rusev. You know, these guys are big heavyweights. But, you know, you've got guys, you got like, in my opinion, maybe a little tweeners, like a Sami Zayn, like a Neville, uh, Sin Cara, Kalisto. These guys could all go down and, and wrestle in that cruiserweight division. And I'm actually shocked. And maybe they're just waiting. I mean, it's still so, so new. And you got guys who you're just signing to fill up this division. So, I mean, maybe in the future we will see Neville go down there. I think it's a no-brainer. To have somebody like Neville who's not doing anything right now. I haven't seen him on Raw in, in quite some time. At least two weeks now. Um, and, and, and have him wrestle. And for me, Sami Zayn, I get asked this question too. You know, and I answered, I've answered this a lot. And this is probably going to sound like a broken record. But, you know, Sami Zayn. You know, how come you, know, you just don't get the feeling like you care about Sami Zayn when you're watching him against anybody but Kevin Owens? And my answer's simple. And it was sarcastic at first, but now it makes sense. Is the only guy that you care about watching Sami Zayn wrestle right now is Kevin Owens. So why not put him in the cruiserweight division? Maybe he can somehow, somehow, you know, scratch up a new rivalry. Maybe against Neville. I mean, he wrestled Neville in NXT, right? Am I wrong on that one? No, I'm right on that one. You can have him wrestle at Neville at some point. But... You know, I do at the same time, though, understand what they're doing. So changing the ropes doesn't bother me. They're trying to create a division. It makes sense. What else did I get asked this week? Uh, Oh, the United States Championship being on Roman Reigns. Fantastic. Love it. Elevated. It's in the hell in the cell for the first time in since I can remember. It's the first time it's going to get defended. Immediately elevated, being on Roman Reigns. Now, whether or not he hangs on to it, Rusev gets it back, whether or not it's even really a good match. I mean, we've seen these guys wrestle so often. And, you know, yes, making making it hell in the cell is special because of the structure and the way it looks. But, I mean, I'm not, you know, Roman Reigns and Rusev, neither one of these guys is going off the top. Neither one of these guys is going from the roof through to the bottom of the cage. I mean, maybe they go through the sides, but, uh, you know, we've seen these guys wrestle so often. I just think the cage will be a distraction. But, I, you know, hey, prove me wrong. I, I, I imagine they will. Um, before I go on to SmackDown, though, I got to say one last thing about Raw really quickly because we are rapidly running out of time on this week's podcast. Um, Seth Rollins. Obviously, I love the guy. Kevin Owens, love him and Jericho. I love the whole team. I want that to stay together so bad. Please don't break it up for Survivor Series. But... Last two weeks, Seth Rollins has come down to the ring. He's faced consequences from Mick Foley. Security has stopped him from getting to Kevin Owens. And this week he comes out, and there's no security. He came out, was able to do basically whatever he wants, distract Kevin Owens, distract Jericho. Now, I've made the comparison to the whole Triple H not explaining his decision to Austin and McMahon. And now I'm going to do it again with Seth Rollins, and I'm going to compare this to Austin. There were points when Austin couldn't get at McMahon because, you know, whatever, he had the corporation in front of him or he had security in front of him, and he always had to find a way around that to get to McMahon. Now, perfect situation with Seth Rollins. He had to have to find a situation to get around security. You just don't take security away. I just 
don't understand that. You know, I was thinking, okay, Seth Rollins is going to come out this week. Man, wouldn't it be so cool if he had a Coors Light truck? Wouldn't it be so cool if he was driving a Zamboni? Now, I know, given the way the stage is, you know, that's not possible. But, man, there's got to be a way for him to have to dodge security to get at Kevin Owens. I don't know. Am I wrong on this, guys? Let me know at 20 min time limit on Twitter. Let me know if I'm wrong. Let me know if I'm missing a bigger picture or the picture here. But that's it. No more crapping on Raw. Let's talk about SmackDown. Let's talk about the best thing going in WWE right now, and that is the Intercontinental Champion, The Miz, taking on Dolph Ziggler. It's going to be title versus career. I tell you what, guys, The Miz is the best thing going in WWE. Thank God for talking smack and Daniel Bryan being such a puss, and The Miz just slaying the verbal SmackDown on him. And absolutely strapping a rocket pack to his back and skyrocketing to the moon, to infinity and beyond. He's Buzz Lightyear. Absolutely love this guy. This is a resurgence. This Not since WrestleMania 27, when he beat John Cena, have we seen this good of a Miz. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I love the fact that Dolph Ziggler's putting his career on the line. And as much as I think Dolph Ziggler's gone, I mean, there's a chance he could swerve us. There's a 50-50 chance in this that he could swerve us and come back. But I really hope he doesn't. Because how cool would it be? How much fun will it be to have the Miz walking around going, Yeah, I took this guy's career. Yeah, I did that. I, I, I ended Dolph Ziggler. Okay, you know what? Seeing as how it's a SmackDown pay-per-view this weekend, uh, I'm just going to tie in all my chatter from SmackDown into my prediction. So let's get right to this. Uh, apparently we're going to see Kurt Hawkins wrestle T- TBD. Oh, okay, I'm just making a stupid joke there. That's to be determined. We're going to see the debut of Kurt Hawkins. I'm excited for that. I like the promos. I like what he's doing. It's different, but I'm curious, you know, and I'm not 100% sure it's going to work, but I really hope it does. On the pre-show, we're going to get Jack Swagger versus Baron Corbin. Uh, you know what? A lot of people were complaining about Baron Corbin uh, and the in the tap, no tap sort of thing. You know what? I was complaining, but I was in a kayfabe sort of way. I was really just cheering for him, and I wanted to just heckle the ref. Um, but you know what? I kind of like it. There's some controversy, you know, and we've seen it in the past. We've seen people tap and, or look like they tap, but they're just sort of gaining position on the mat. So I kind of like that, you know, the ref was kind of like, no, I think he tapped. And then look at the way it set off Baron Corbin. I think it set off Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin is going to destroy Jack Swagger. And I hope it's an NXT type of destroy too, like a 48 seconds, you know, something real quick. Put an end to the uh, the Rolling Stone. I don't know if you guys all remember that promo in Philadelphia, nonetheless. Yeah, way to take chances. That's a great idea there, Swagger. Carmella versus Nikki Bella is next. Uh, you know what? Carmella's sort of been having her way with Nikki Bella as of late. And uh, you know what? I think she's going to get this win because I think this is going to tie into Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. Now, Becky Lynch, obviously face, and she needs to face a heel. Uh, in my opinion, Alexa Bliss is the best female heel on SmackDown, and I think Carmella needs to be the second best, and beating Nikki Bella is going to put her right up there, and seeing as how I think Becky Lynch is going to hang on to the SmackDown women's title, and regardless of whether it's just a one-off match or if they do a rubber match between her and Alexa Bliss, I think next in line is Carmella, and this goes back to, to NXT, like I think Alexa Bliss and Carmella deserve more from NXT and getting more of a chance 
to win the NXT Women's Championship. So I think we're going to see that play out uh, in SmackDown. Up next is Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. And, oh, there is the bell. So I didn't quite make it, but I'm going to continue on with the predictions anyways. Uh, you know what, Bray Wyatt? I think we all know my feelings now, by now at least, on Bray Wyatt. I'm not drinking the blue Kool-Aid. I'm not down with Bray Wyatt. I'm not feeling this guy. I'm over it. I'm done. Is he still a great character? Yes. Is he still a good wrestler? Sure. Can he still cut a mean promo? Yes, definitely. Is the entrance he has, is that cool? It sure as hell is. But he doesn't win matches. He's getting beaten down by Kane, and now Randy Orton is beating him at his own game, at cutting promos. So all that, with all that said, I'm taking Bray Wyatt. It makes sense, right? I mean, now he cannot do anything right. He cannot win in any facet of of his are in in his arsenal in his game. He can't do anything right. I mean, I'd be dumb not to take him. However, I am going to take Bray Wyatt. However, Randy Orton will likely win this match because I think going forward, Randy Orton is next in line. For AJ Styles, and I said this the second AJ Styles beat John Cena, and and he was facing Dean Ambrose, and he beat Dean Ambrose, and I knew it. I knew it. It's gonna be Randy Orton. Let's get ready for a fall of Randy Orton and AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Uh, that being said, I think AJ Styles is going to retain the WWE Championship. I am. Fully on board with John Cena tying Ric Flair. I mean, if the man himself, the nature boy, woo, Ric Flair is cool with it. He likes John Cena. If he's cool with the whole tying him and his record and even breaking his record, how could you not be cool with it? It's all good, man. And if it happens, I think that'd be cool, too, to see John Cena tie it. And, I mean, you know, the other thing, too, is to see the fans just freak out. That's another. That's always another side thing that's always fun for me is to see the fans freak out. I mean, the whole chanting thing is starting to get a little old. You know, I, I could do without a lot of the chanting. But, you know, sometimes seeing them just sort of just turn on people is fantastic. And, you know, what? I got to give a shout out, man. Dean Ambrose and John Cena. How about that exchange on SmackDown? Like, that is some real live trash talk. Two guys being themselves, not liking one another, and it's coming out, and it's it's there. Like, I mean, I'm sure these guys like each other. I'm sure professionally they get along. I, you know, there's not like a, this Sean and Brett thing going on between these guys. But, I mean, what they're doing right now is some next-level stuff and some stuff that we don't see very often, and when you do see it, you got to just embrace it. You got to, what does Y2J say? You got to drink it in, man. So let's get to the main event, or it's not the main event, but I consider. This is my going to be my favorite match of the weekend. It is The Miz, the Intercontinental Champion, against Dolph Ziggler for the career. I think The Miz has taken this one. Uh, everything that I've read and seen, the body language, everything I've heard about Dolph Ziggler, I think, I think he is getting set to try something new. Go down a different path, go down a different avenue, whether it's stand-up comedy, whether it's acting, whether it's just taking some time off. I really think that that is in the future for Dolph Ziggler and The Miz, his future, I really hope, is next level. I really hope he takes this whole Intercontinental Championship thing 
to the next level. I mean, I would even like to see The Miz, dare I say it, as the WWE champion. I'd love it. I'm just going to let that, that's going to be the last thing I say to you guys. The Miz, WWE champion. And that's it. I'm going to end this podcast this week, guys. I will have a review of No Mercy. So uh, check that out. Look for that on Sunday. And, of course, I'll be back next week with the 55th episode of the 20-Minute Time Limit Podcast. Everybody go out, enjoy your weekend, then sit down Sunday, enjoy No Mercy. It's SmackDown Live's second brand-specific pay-per-view, and I will talk to you guys all again next week.